That's a good show, man. God damn it was. Oh, right. So I'm A this time. You're B. Oh, shoot. I got to see what my gadget was. You know, they taught us a vocal vocal thing in uh, drama class. It was Unique New York. Say it. Unique New York. <laughs> Say it again. Unique New York. Unique New York. Unique New York. God, that was beautiful. Uh, that was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Lay it on him. <laughs> <laughs> give him give the heat, brother. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're waiting. The curtains have opened, friend. <gasps> I got stage fright. Hey, folks. Welcome to Culture Jacked. You're here with Dustin and Anthony. Tonight on the show, we're talking about uh, our top TV shows. Not our top TV shows, but some good TV shows. We'll tell you what they are. So get your headphones on. You're about to get jacked. Yes, that's a fact in the world of TV shows and video games. Come with me. <laughs> Start it. All right, all right, all right. So uh, before we get into the, the meat of the show, uh, Anthony, you got something off the net for us, brother? I absolutely do. So... I think we've referenced this guy multiple times. We're going to talk real briefly about his company. That's Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Elon Musk, absolutely. And we're going to talk about Tesla. All right. The big electric cars that have been ripping around. They've been in the news on and off. The company's been on the in the news on and off. So real quick, I'm going to uh, share a article that I caught off of CNN. So the shares are down over 3%, Wall Street Journal. Um. Tesla has burned through $700 million in cash last quarter. They're asking their vendors to essentially give money back. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Musk, Tesla's, Tesla's co-founder and CEO, confirmed on Twitter that Tesla is asking for money back. He wrote early uh, Monday, which is his recent, at least recent to this, so right now is... Uh, you know, a, a few days after, but, and you can look this all up, Twitter, obviously at Elon Musk or under, under Tesla. Uh, he wrote early Monday, only costs that actually apply to Q3 beyond will be counted. It, uh, it would not be correct to apply historical cost savings to this quarter. So it's gone fully public that he's asking his vendors for money back, essentially to float. Investors are concerned um, fewer than 10 suppliers for money back long-term projects. So this has been going on since 2006. Wait, but wait, wait. So who are his vendors? It's the guys that supply the parts for the cars. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, all right. Um, which is an assortment. A lot of people are producing parts for the cars. Um, currently, the Model 3 is in production, which was ramping up, which they believe, okay, so they're not profitable. That's why they're doing this, and they're ramping up. So it takes a lot of money to do your... Your uh, your research and all of that. 
but your profit margins aren't there. So you're asking for all this money. And as of now, it says 24% of the pre-ordered Tesla Model 3s have been canceled. Oh, no. That's a lot of money. Oh, no. 23%. 24%. I wasn't listening. 24%. No, you weren't. <laughs> I was kind of listening. I got it in the 20s. So, obviously, analysts are concerned about the erratic tweaks for Musk, the the stability of Tesla as a whole, and then, obviously, this kind of peril in the financial world. Well, he straight up what called do you that. Think, I mean, what do, you, what do you think of this? Like, that's a pretty big situation. I, I think... Uh, Mr. Elon is a dreamer. I think I think sometimes his dreams may get out ahead of him. Uh, it, erratic tweets involving this particular thing, or or no, yeah, let's talk other specific. No, no, no. Let's just specifically with Tesla because he called that British diver a pedophile. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. It's the, Elon Musk. I mean, like the dude's it's a, Elon Musk. He's smarter than probably he uh, deserves. So. What do you think, though, as far as Tesla goes and Elon Musk? I mean, because he's obviously. Well, I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't know enough about this this money stuff, but that that sounds. I'd be concerned if I was an investor, right? Yeah. I mean, that's shoot twenty. Is it twenty four? Yeah. Twenty four percent. I got the percentage right this time. Um. Damn, man. So D. Do you think that spells bad news for the Tesla brand? I mean, they're canceled well, yeah. 2023. 20, because I know, I, I remember reading somewhere or seeing somewhere that they had a very ambitious goal to make a bunch more of these cars. And yep. is, that, is that all part of this? Yeah, that is that is part of this, yeah. Because it says, so I kind of skimmed through, but the spokesman said the cost savings will help Tesla increase its production volume, uh, though he claimed Tesla would be profitable without these concessions. So there's some goofy numbers things already kind of going on in the background. There was production issues. As you remember, they had some setbacks with the fires and so forth as far as Tesla goes. But yeah, this is this is rather large concerns. You're asking your vendors to essentially cut their profit margins. Uh-huh. Um, because that's essentially him going to them and saying, hey, this contract that we have, I'm going to not allow you to have the 10% profit margin anymore. I want you to go down to eight, which allows him, if it's a five-year contract, allows him to essentially pull back money he had already gave, allocated to you. Sure. Um, in addition to that, now they're getting ready and 24% of what they've prepared to launch, so a quarter, are now back off the table. So that money... Is general generally help for like capital funding for those projects, especially in the case where the guy, the the uh, he's asking vendors for money, so he's losing a shitload of pre-order. Financially, that's not a good position to be in. And then his erratic tweets don't help his disposition from a company standpoint or an individual. If you're an investor, and I would say even if you owned any model of Tesla, I would be concerned. Damn. Damn. So, I, I don't know. I uh, I think Tesla, I mean, maybe he's spending too much money launching cars into space and shit, huh? Yeah. 
Well, two separate. <laughs> well, well I, he's, I mean, he's got SpaceX too. I mean, is there is there some way that he's maybe because he's got other projects? He's got SpaceX. He's got you know the Boring Company, and then the super super rail car that he's looking to put down in uh, the high speed rail that he's looking to put down in California. Um, and then you know the underwater submarine that he wanted to get those those Thai kids out of the out of the cave with. Is he is he spread himself too thin? Is that what's I mean? Well, he's got. I mean, he's got good support teams. Or does um, Tesla? I mean, is Tesla like this Tesla's its only company? Yeah, but, Tesla. Tesla is its own. But he's company. not like I need some more money for rockets. I'm gonna pull some off the. No, top of no, no. Because SpaceX was uh, a lot that of space. Scandalous. No, and SpaceX was uh, the funding through that was a lot through government and, and I mean like they they got some pretty. You know, I haven't looked at their numbers recently, but in the past when I was when I was following some of it. SpaceX got some pretty, pretty bold fund, pretty strong funding because they essentially beat out the competition not just by a little but by a lot. So their volume, different different sectors, uh, different business models, different businesses. I don't think he has that much public control to be able to shift that kind of money. More or less, I mean, he spent like I said uh, earlier with this though. His last quarter, Tesla burned through seven hundred million in cash last quarter cash damn so that's a lot of money and part of that i would hope um and in the the cash reserves of the whole company dropped 20 percent was doing research and development r d on whether it's this new model or on future models or infrastructure but that's a lot of money that's almost a billion dollars that they that they no longer are in possession of so what assets what did they gained uh to move forward and in addition to that i would i would assume that some of that it's not broken down in this article but i would assume that some of the, that money if not the majority was going to that tesla model 3 that was being produced in which they again lost 24 percent of pre-order models on top oh, of that geez. so that's a pretty tough financial situation What's, um so the the and and pardon my ignorance but so the tesla models are these like the 100 percent electric cars correct so 100%, would you ever get a Tesla? If I lived in... Uh, I mean, <laughs> not, despite despite this news, pretend you didn't hear this news, would you get a Tesla? Uh, not in Alaska, no. Not in Alaska, okay. But but if I was in a uh, area that supported electric cars um, without the distance, because with Alaska, we, we don't support electric cars. Right. Uh, the distances are too far. Like, I couldn't drive from my house to your house Sure. on one charge. And there's nowhere to charge in between. So the practicality of it for me in Alaska, no. I have seen Teslas in Alaska. If I was in an area that supported them, I would consider one there. The design on them is absolutely stunning. The uh, support, the way that they do that, that's that's for a whole nother episode. Just as a reference, we're not going to tell you where we live, but that's like 260 miles. So just, just you know, yeah. point of reference anyway. Without stopping and yeah. taking your time and whatever. You know, so if you come see me, I expect you to hurry and you just urinate in bottles on the way. Or you could be like that astronaut that wore the diaper that one time to go kill her, uh, that that girl's, uh, that husband's wife. I don't know. Yeah, even yeah get it out, man. I don't know what you're talking about, but <laughs> you said somebody was wearing a diaper and now they're killing people. Uh, no, she went to go beat up some, she was the mistress hey, of some dude. Hey, who brought the article this time? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm distracted. Uh, yeah, that sucks about those. <laughs> that, 
that uh, those. But kind of crazy. Yeah, right? no, it is. That's like kind of crazy. Well, I I had uh, you know before hearing this this article and some of the more recent uh, erratic tweets from the man, it thought you know this guy's got the Midas touch. Everything he touches turns to gold. He can do no wrong. He's a he's a business venture capitalist, super genius, billionaire playboy, t- a real life Tony Stark dude. And so this is it's kind of surprising. Yeah, no, it, it is. It is kind of surprising. So we'll end the news with that. Again, this is available on CNN, or you could just type in Elon Tesla Musk loses or, a shit ton of money. Yeah, I mean. This is all over. It's not just exclusive to CNN, I'm sure, because anytime Tesla does take a lot of scrutiny, no matter what, if they, if there's anything to do with Tesla because of what it is, it's public news on multiple venues. So that's the news. That's the news. <laughs> <Or that's laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> that's the news, folks. <laughs> all right. So um, let's get into the end of the episode tonight. Tonight we are talking about some of our top TV shows. We are going to lead into these TV shows one at a time, so we're not going to tell you what they are until we get to the next one. Um, there will be, uh, I, I hate the word, but there will be spoilers throughout the episode. So um, if you hear the name of a TV show that you currently haven't watched all the way through or you're planning to watch, uh, or you're in the middle of watching, or you're in the middle of the watch of, of watching, because we are caught up on all of these shows, I believe. Yep, we are. Did you finish that last one? Yeah, we finished all. Okay, fantastic. Well, then, we're going to talk about everything, the beginning, the middle, the end, uh, talk about our favorite parts, our favorite characters. And so we're going to jump into it. Uh, we're going to get it. It's it's the behemoth. It's the one that everyone talks about, uh, Game of Thrones. You've got information pulled up on the uh, the old computer there. Yep. About, like, when it started. Who wrote the thing? Yeah, I mean... Because I have no idea who wrote it. Just kidding. George R.R., uh, yeah. baby. George R.R., yep. Um, cruising through it real quick. So, themes of a song of fire and of ice and fire. Uh, let's see. In the early seasons, the influence of that book, main characters were regularly, you know, obviously killed off, credited, attention of viewers. Obviously, the show is an adaptation of the books. Anybody that's read the books, obviously... It's not the same. Certain characters live. Certain characters don't. Have you read the books? Um, I started to, and to tell you the truth, uh, I cracked open the book before the show came out, not knowing anything about the show. Right. Um, and I dove, and I think I made it to about halfway through the book. I have a hard time reading um, that science fiction fantasy, sci-fi fantasy kind of stuff. Oh, why? I it, it's it just doesn't appeal to me, it just doesn't. I can't I can't, and I'm gonna try to read it again because I've enjoyed the show so much. It's just it's just not my types of books, man. Yeah, I have no interest in reading the books. I've got a uh, someone else to use their imagination to to <laughs> to play it out for me. Good There's job. actors that do a great job, um, and I think uh, like like you said, you know, typically the books are better. They're more descriptive. However, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the show as it stands. So you're all, all caught up through the the most current season of Game of Thrones. Absolutely. All right, good. So it won't uh, be wrong for me to tell you that a giant dragon is now on the side of the uh, with the ice zombies, the White Walkers. 
mm-hmm. and uh, just just torch that wall. Yes, they did. Why are you talking about that all of a sudden? Recapped. I don't know. You I like don't just dove. You like just dove right in. to the right <laughs> to the end. Yeah, like yep, yep. That's where. So that's where I'm at, guys. I hope you guys enjoy the Game of Thrones too. And that's yeah. it yeah. for our coverage. <laughs> that's of what that. We're, we're moving on. That's what we're gonna do for every show. We're just gonna explain the most recent thing and then go. Yeah. Who's your favorite character in Game of Thrones? Uh, probably Jon Snow. Jon Snow? Yeah, it'd be Jon Snow. Who's the big red-bearded guy who's a wildling? Oh, I like that guy, He's too. good. <laughs> he is good. I don't know what his name is. I don't know what his name I, is. I like his uh, attempted advances at... Uh, gosh, it's been so long since I've seen the show. You know, it's been we've been out of season now for, what, a year, year yeah. and a half or so? Yep. That's a... <laughs> I don't, yeah, that guy's, well, I was trying to see, skim through there, if it had, uh, I haven't made it to the casting You yet. know nothing, Anthony Snow. Yep. Uh, so a couple of key notes on this, though. The series began development in January of 2007. HBO acquired the TV rights to the novels, and then, it, you know, obviously, uh, George R. R. Martin was a uh, co-executive producer, which ran through uh, the pilot was not ordered until 2008, 2007, 2008, because of the winter, or the Writers Guild of America's strike, which delayed the process. The pilot episode, Winter is Coming, was first shot in 2009. After a poor reception and a private viewing, HBO HBO demanded an extensive reshoot, about 90% of the episode, with cast and directional changes. The pilot reportedly cost between five and ten million to produce. Uh, the first season's budget was fifty to sixty million, and then it just kind of goes on and on with a bunch of wow. Figures. So the the show that we we all are enjoying that we all love, I I, I can't believe that HBO was like, man, it's not good this, enough. This sucks. Shoot it again, rather than just going. This sucks. We don't want it. Yeah. Unless they. Did they order it first, or did they just order the pilot? Oh, they just ordered the pilot, is what it said. Yeah. Wow, that's bizarre. So no, well, not really. I mean, HBO has had fairly high standards for. I mean, they've been leading the pack, not with all I, their. Shows. I know, but I guess I just I, to me, I guess I just don't know how studios work. Right. You know, I mean, if because I I thought the pilot was something that you come up with your own, you pitch it to the studio, and you say, hey, here's what I got, here's my show, and they say that's great, we want it, or that sucks get rid of it i didn't know they they would take such active part and go we we like the premise but it's complete utter garbage well they had to buy the right or they had to come to an agreement in with the rights of character so i mean they were already vested in this situation oh with george R. R. yeah i mean so they're like fuck we got to do something with this you know what i mean you guys can't fuck it up you got to do something so I'm going to run through this real quick just so so we can play it out, give people a timeline to run off of, and then we'll dive into characters, plots, twists. Because we are going to cover three shows. This is one of the three. So I'm going to run through this real quick. Season one, uh, let's see, first aired April 17, 2011. Um, a, season two was in two, April 2012. Season three... March 2013, season 4, 14, and then all the way, you know, year after year, April's. Uh, season 7 was a late release of July 2017. And then, of course, 
we're waiting for season eight. So the last season we watched ended August 27th of 2017. So nothing the remainder of that year, obviously. Mm -hmm. Nothing 2018. And then the newest and final season will be playing and airing 2019. I believe that's a shorter season, too. They're not airing as many episodes on that one. It's like six, maybe? Yeah, but they're like all 90-minute episodes. The majority is supposed to be 90 minutes. So it's going to be like four or five full-length movies by the time it's all said and done for this next next season. But it surely doesn't feel like it. Man, uh, one of my favorite, I, I guess, kind of character arcs... And it's not even really resolved yet with the latest season, and, and hopefully it'll get some kind of better resolution at the end. But it's the Theon Greyjoy, <laughs> Ramsey Bolton, kind of their interaction and Theon's, you know, his his positioning from this arrogant, you know, rich spoiled bastard to well, he's not a bastard, not in the same terms that Jon Snow is a bastard, but he uh, just arrogant, uh, spoiled brat to uh, an attempted villain, to a captured villain, to a castrated villain, to a just pitiful wreck of a man who kind of redeemed himself, but then also abandoned his sister on the boat in the last season. Um, and then, of, of course, with the Battle of the Bastards with Jon Snow and Ramsay Bolton when they fought... And uh, Ramsey Bolton got what was coming to him. I don't think I've ever been so excited for a character to die <laughs> in a series. That guy was a good actor, man. I mean, he still is a good actor, but he 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 played a killer part. Ramsey Bolton did. Yeah, well, I think the story. I mean, he he did a good job acting, but good lord, the story arcs that we're playing where he's killing his he kills his father because he's not brutal enough, dude. He took that uh, that woman. Sansa? No, the 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 woman with his uh, with his bastard child, I think. No, his mm-hmm. brother, his bastard brother, the little baby, brings him into the freaking dog pen and feeds him to the dogs. Jesus Christ! Yeah, did I miss that episode? No, I don't know, man. I wasn't there watching it with you. You gotta but, keep track of the episodes. I yeah, saw. so so I mean that guy, what a freaking bastard in himself, but. That was good. I, I'm waiting to see what that guy does. Because what's interesting Who, about... Reek? Theon Greyjoy? Yes. Yeah. Yep. What's interesting about him, he, you know who he reminds me of, but is just been essentially reduced down to the... the Reduced to the most minimal or, or, or down to zero as far as uh, being a man or being a person. Um he did have the redeem the redemption when he fought his cousin on the beach, right? Because he just didn't give up, so that was a little bit of a redeeming factor, somewhat. But he's still a wuss. Is uh, another guy that I'm I'm waiting to see kind of step up, who also has been to Helen back. And that's the Hound. The, hey, I, yeah, I like the Hound. Well, I want to see like is he gonna do it? Now he's got the. The, the fire sword, he has to do something, and, like, he really hasn't done, he hasn't done anything that's, like... He's going to kill the mountain. We're, we're going to see. Because yeah. they're heading in the wrong direction to kill the mountain right now. He's got to kill the mountain. I'm just saying, he's heading in the wrong direction, dude. Well, at the end of, uh, was it this last season? Yeah, I think it was this last season. No, no, the season before the last season where uh, Daenerys Targaryen was coming back on the boats 
and uh, various the the spider. You know, he he went to God. What was that one place? That other where the dude with the spear came and he got his eyeballs ripped out by the mountain. Mm-hmm. That place, like he went over there to recruit some more soldiers, and then he came back and he's on the boats again. And so everyone on the internet was like, "Oh my God, teleportation's real!" And you know, they're gonna make it back so the hound and the mountain can fight. They have to. I mean, that's that's the payoff, uh, dude. I'm just saying that. Well, no, I mean the payoff would be for him because he's got the the scare of the fire and all that shit because he was burned is to him to grab that light burner sword or whatever that's called and to fucking use it and to go and fight be like an active fighter in the in the war against the the, the White the, Walkers yeah the White Walkers because he's not really he's kind of a puss like for being such a tough guy. He's a big softy at heart. Well, right. Spent all that time with Arya. Well, I'm just saying, it's like, come on, dude. What do you think about Arya? What she kind of morphed into by the end of the last season? So many, like every season, she's like changed, (laughs) like more and more of a badass. Well, well, she's she she, her character to me is probably one of the most evolved characters. Like, holy shit, she went from this to that to this to that she is the girl with no name she's the girl with no name you know the wow she uh and then when she she fed those that one family then she fed the 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 dad like his sons in yeah. the pie that was so fucked up yeah well he did kill her mom and that brother. was also fucked up that the name of that the show could up. be this is so fucked up the show. Yeah, but, yeah, but dude, when that guy killed them, you remember when that happened? The that, Red Wedding? Yes, that yeah. was insanity. I was like, holy Everybody shit. was. It was like, oh yeah, my but, God. Yeah, but at that point, dude, older brother was like the man. He, he, was, yeah. he was taking care of business. He was, the, he was the best person to do it. He was going to King's Landing. He was yep. going to take that throne. Yep. Well, no, he, well, he did, and he conducted himself as a king. He, I mean, like, he was doing it, dude, and his mom was... Was a loyal supporter and and really was in his in his corner and, and really cared and uh, knew what she was doing. Too. He shouldn't have backed out of that arranged marriage. Yep, that's what happens, man. Yep. You just back out of an arranged marriage and then your whole family gets yeah, slaughtered at a nice picnic. Yeah, they got <laughs> slaughtered. Yeah, but the sweet sweet revenge. Yep. No, that so. was that was good. She fed. Uh, what do you think they're gonna do with Bran in the next next episode? The three eyed raven. I'm not sure because it's like you wait. I've been waiting for him to do something too because it's like this kid's been worthless. He keeps. <laughs> Except they kind of teamed up him and Sansa and Arya. Uh, yeah, I mean, to take he's, down well, and he's had his, he's had his, he's had his moments. You know, one of my favorite was when he finally, you finally understand what the hell Hodor is. You know, I mean, like you hear him say Hodor. But Hodor, that wasn't his Hodor, moment. That Hodor. was Hodor's moment. Well, Don't you I take know, that away took, from him. It took how long to finally figure out what the hell Hodor was. So you figure that out. Um, I, I'm hopeful because he has some abilities that we've seen. I think some abilities that we haven't seen are going to come out. You think he's going to get straight up sorcerer level? On I do. I, th- I think. Well, because the dude tells him the guy that the guy that trained him tells him straight out that. Uh, uh, he is going to be greater than him. So you are going to be greater than me. And, you know, of course, he's he's still a young man. And he wants to, well, why are we watching all this bullshit you're making me go through? You know, and it's like because you have to learn how to use it correctly, so forth and so on. So I think that 
all of them obviously are going to have to team up. They're all going to have to play to their strengths. And we don't know what some of their strengths are. Like, I don't know what his strengths are. I don't think anybody does at this point other than, okay, well, he has visions. He sees shit. Um, but that does no good in war necessarily because right. what the hell good does... They have a fucking dragon that blew the wall over like no, like nothing. He's like, he's the Professor X of the Game of Thrones universe. Yeah, he is. He is so he needs to shave his head. <laughs> so, that's my yeah. That's, so what what did you think though? Last episode, Jamie Lannister finally saying "fuck this, I'm going." Remember that? Off to, he did he tell Cersei off? Is that what? He yeah. Did? Was that they were like looking at that like map and she's like, "If you dare," and he's like, oh, "I dare. I don't think you'll do it." And he's yep. peace out. Well, no, he didn't even tell her that. She straight up told him. Yeah. And he said, "Well, I can't do this. This is the right thing to do, and I'm uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to help them because we will die." Right. And he did. Oh yeah, because they brought the White Walker to town and were like, "They brought the zombie." Yeah. Check kicked out the, the hounds when they kicked it over and let him loose and he <laughs> fucking screeched up. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. cool. So I'm excited for the next season. But Jamie Lannister, what do you think of that? I mean, fuck, they they almost killed Jamie Lannister numerous times, but the 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 most notable and last time they tried to kill him was with the dragon attack. He falls in the lake, barely survives. I like his his character, but you know the character, not just character, but character combination. The two characters that I like to see together the most on screen is Tyrion Lannister and Ser Davos. The the uh, uh, what what is he? He's the uh, he's the the water guy. He, he uh, sneaks people in and, and out. He what is the word for that? Oh, good lord! <laughs> he's, the bald guy. You know the guy that didn't know how to read, but then then the uh, little girl taught him how to read. Uh-uh. She had scale, uh, dragon skin. That guy, the the old guy, he's got like the beard, and he's like, yeah, the guy got dragon skin too. No, no, not, not Sir Friendzone. <laughs> uh what the hell is this, Sir Davos? You know, I'll just say it more, and you'll be like, oh yes, of course, know, Sir Davos, a smuggler. He's the smuggler guy. So the, You're still drawing a blank, blank on Sir, am, Sir Davos? You remember the little girl was burned at the stake? Yes, that was... Uh, I remember... Yeah, I know what you're talking about there. The... Um, oh, the crab fisherman? The... Yeah, yeah he, he was the fisherman, the mariner. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, when when the, the young Baratheon girl was burned at the stake because her dad thought yeah, he witchcraft was, was real. Holding, the one that was holding Jon Snow's room. Yeah. Yeah, but and then the one dude was beating on the... You'll be out in, or you have until the end of the day we're coming in. And he's like, well, guys, I'm not much of a fighter, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love seeing him and Tyrion together. They were in together, uh, like, one scene when they went into town. Mm. Uh, But, yeah, I I really enjoy that pairing. Okay, so let's kind of evolve this, uh, the the G Game of Thrones here real quick. Shoot out. What's your expectations for the last season so we can jump to the next show? The Hound kills the mountain. Bran becomes Professor X, is able to levitate and use telekinetic powers. And Jesus, that was very well. You've thought about that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was you had specific 
tasks that that man must accomplish. Uh, Jon Snow uh, links up with Daenerys Targaryen, and finally they, Arya... They already did link <laughs> <laughs> They did already link up, but I mean, you know, they become rightful and king. Arya and and Jon Snow. No, we've already got enough incest in this show. Like everyone has sex with John Snow, men and it, men and female characters. That's how they fight the White they, Walkers. The, they defeat the White Walkers. John Snow uh, sits on the on the. You know, he doesn't sit on the throne. He just goes to his royal throne room, and they just form a line. Everyone fucks John Snow. Yep. Uh, End no of story. Stop <laughs> it, you. Okay, go. Uh, and then Arya kills Cersei. Arya kills her. That's my. That's my. She's on the list, man. Yeah, that would be cool. She's on the list. I think she deserves it. I. A lot of people think Jamie's gonna kill her. I think Arya's gonna do her in. I don't think. I. I don't think Jamie will kill. I don't think Jamie will kill him. I think Tyrion's gonna have to, him and Tyrion oh, are gonna think, have to. I think that's a good story. They've th- danced around each other for a long time, even though there's been. You think him and Tyrion are gonna come into blows? I think it'll be put into a position to where now one will probably die in the other's arm. All right, we got to get to the next show. What's the next show? Uh, let's go into uh, because depending on length, we may have to cut one of the shows. So let's just go into the uh, the next one. Peaky fucking blinders. Peaky fucking blinders. Yeah. So <clears throat> Peaky Blinders, BBC original. Ah. Uh, it's a Fan, great show, man. Fantastic. I don't show. typically get into like period pieces like that, but well, when is it? When is it set? Set in the, like the twenties? Uh, I think it's before the twenties. Uh, let's see. During the eighteen nineties, the slums of Birmingham were overtaken. So right then, uh, largely concluded. Uh, so the people there at various levels of control. Birmingham nearly twenty years, largely concluded. So it's with it between eighteen ninety and nineteen ten. Okay. So right right in that era, I mean, Al, Al Capone plays a part in it later into the series. A young Al Capone, not the big-time Chicago Al Capone that everybody knows him as. So during Is the Prohibition era. Yeah. You don't remember that? Last season, who do you think got to uh, help him with their uh, little Italian buddy? Oh, really? Yeah. We've got a friend in New York or a friend in Chicago. That we're going to start selling booze to. I'll be damned. Name is Alphonse Capone. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. That little Easter egg. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's their connection in Chicago. Who's your favorite character in Peaky Blinders? Uh, My favorite character. I like the main dude. Thomas Shelby? Yeah, I like Thomas Shelby. Like his brother, like I like. That's one of the reasons I like fucking Peaky Blinders. Great like, characters, like all of them. Um, Archie, good old Archie. Arthur <laughs> or Arthur. Arthur, Arthur Shelby. Yeah, Arthur's fucking great. He's him a, in Tokyo. He's a beast. Him in Tokyo, dude. Which one's Tokyo? The thing he fucking snorts. Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> he went from like a mild character, but when he got on Tokyo, dude. Yeah. Well. That's when you got to see. Well, you know, it it was cool. I mean, the the show really showcased. I think it did a really good job of showcasing these guys' PTSD from the war. Oh shit! Yeah, and dude. they came back and digging in the tunnels and yeah, exactly. And it the was French word out. It was the French, right? Yeah. Um, it it was. Uh, 
it was incredibly I don't know. I, I just I just thought it was really cool the way they showcased their PTSD and kind of how they were living with it. And Arthur Shelby, the, one of the ways he was living with it was he was, you know, he was fighting in the ring, man. And then he then he killed that kid. And then he was like, man, I killed this kid. And then he got started getting really depressed. So his character arc through the whole the whole thing was was pretty damn awesome. Another character that I liked is uh, Aunt Aunt Polly. Aunt Paul, mm. um, I mean, until the, I think it was the last season, the the fourth season, uh, she got she got kind of annoying and kind of backstabby there in the yeah, last. Yeah, no, one. it got kind of. The other one, she was always just like she was such a strong figure within the family. Oh, let me ask you about one character. Okay. What about Chester Campbell? Was he the detective? Yeah, he was he Sam was, Sam Nell. He was the the lead investigator guy. He played a good fucking character. <laughs> did he? He, he, he did you a, hated that oh my son every, of that arrogant prick. Every guy. turn though, every turn. Uh and then what about John Shelby? John Shelby was all he was my least favorite among the three really? three main Shelby's, yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, he was he was good, he was reliable, but he just didn't have the I, I guess real unique characteristics that that stood out for me for the the Shelby. You know, they, they did such a great job. I, I I'm so surprised that that show has been more than one season, because at the end of each season, like the the whole season, there's like twists and there was turns, and it was so it was laid out so well that I I couldn't believe that they could do another season where. Thomas Shelby had his back up against the ropes yet again with another villain, and you had, you know, you had the the well, investigator, so, and you had the preacher, and so, then you had the the so, baker, so, and so to set it up a little bit, the story really is the Shelby family. They're gypsies. They're they're well part gypsies. They're part gypsies because they're that's one of the things that they actually are fighting against to some degree because now they're becoming established businessmen. Yeah, we're legitimate businessmen. Hey, right. Tom. Yeah, and go hang out with go hang out with the gypsies by the river because they <laughs> constantly have the fucking gypsies by the river. Sure. And then, so they're always stealing shit. <laughs> actually, there's some pretty pretty <laughs> awesome things that happen there. They all got the razor blades in yep, their hat, man. That's, yep. Yeah. Uh, so it's a constant thing, and the coolest part is that you get to see old uh, England and Birmingham and all of these, and even Paris to some degree and some of it. Um, but it's this turn of the century. It's really gritty. It's industrial because you got the BSA and you've got the shit. At some point, the IRA because they play a part in yeah. some of it too. Yeah, and all of this, all of this crazy shit. But they are ruthlessly growing and they're, they're fucking tooth and nailing it to the next step to the next. And there's a lot of hurdles. Mm-hmm. So it's a very enjoyable show because of that. Uh, the characters and the actors that they chose. Spot on. Fucking spot on. So you've got this cool time era. You've got a great, uh, great cool area too, like Birmingham and all of that shit. Beautiful scenery. Uh, perfect for what's going on. And then the fucking actors, though. I mean, like, let's talk about some of the supplemental characters. Um, I'll go through. There, there is a list, but there's two that I want to talk about because... They're the funnest to fucking talk about. So let's just <laughs> let's just start with one of them, Alfie. Alfie the biker. Yeah. Yeah. 
What do you, what did you think? That's Tom Hardy's character, right? Yeah, it is, man. You should, only if the podcast could have saw how serious your face <laughs> as you said that. He said that with Jesus a Christ, fight, man, uh, no, with a commanding is that, force. Is that Thomas P. Hardy? Yeah. So yes, that's Tom, uh, who was in the series through or in the season through two, two through four, is the lead, the leader of a Jewish gang. Who obviously runs the distillery via the bakery? Yeah, um, who was kind of a motherfucker? <laughs> he he was a he was a backstabbing son of a bitch. He went with he was a Fairweather fan. Let's it, just say that he of was man. Whoever whoever <coughs> needed what when he was that their their buddy. The top dollar, the most recent dollar. I, I there <laughs> there were several times where I was like, "Hey, there's no way he could betray uh, the Shelbys uh, again." I mean, they made such a good deal; they're making such a good team. Um, but then he does again and again and again until he's shot right in the face on the fucking beach. Yeah, it's a stand up, bit of a stand off there. Yeah. So, but what did you think of Thomas Hardy playing? What, what, did you feel that he integrated well to play the character? Oh yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> it was I, just such a great. He was such a great. Like, that one piece of the of shit. one of the scenes when they introduced him, or maybe they didn't. It wasn't one of the scenes when they introduced him, but when he and the Shelby started working together, and all the Shelby's men were in the plant, and they were kind of talking about it, and he was talking about it's bread. It's not. It's not rum. It's bread. We've got white red and we bread, and we've got dark bread. And uh, the 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 guy was like, "But it's really rum." And then he like just smashed his face in. And Thomas Shelby was having a little hard time controlling him, and and he uh, he said, "What are you?" It's like a Spartan moment, you know. But it, they were instead of Spartans, they were all bakers now. Yep. <laughs> it was pretty cool. That was cool. So no, he did. I think Thomas Hardy just hammered, killed it, and it was cool also for the story arc to see a good actor in such a uh, pivotal moment for the series because they at that time Peaky's Blinders were expanding and they had to seek his help because of the prohibition and they wanted to get an alcohol and then blah 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 blah. It, they had to go that direction and it was the right direction. And then they have this really just bastardous character. He was just a, a piece of shit. Scum of the earth, man. But he also knew what he was doing yep. because he ran one of the biggest distilleries. He was one of the biggest names. Not not the Tom Hardy name, but the character, the Alfie character was the guy that you had to work through. So well done and well played. There were many, many times where he had he had Tom Shelby dead to rights. And Damn. it was just because of whatever conviction you know, he he saw in uh, the Shelby's eyes that he was like, well, I guess we'll work together this time. Yep. But it was always just like this time. It was a very tenuous relationship. Yeah. There was never any real, all right, we're best buds now. We're going to work together. And Well, how many times this. was there a pistol drawn or a pistol within hand's reach? I mean, mm -hmm. that was, that was uh, if you recall, most of their meetings... Uh, in his little office area, which was the large wood desk, and he sits there. Uh, most of those, one or both, had their pistols, yep. and, it, and it was clear in clear view or uh, being drawn. And you remember that scene where he sacrificed the goat, mm -hmm. but it was like uh, uh, just a, an analogy to him sacrificing Arthur Shelby at that yep. very same meal, and he slit the dude's throat and. 
I mean, that was fucked up. Yep. So that's one of them. And then the second one, which I, I got to mention, because he was a really cool and, like, surprising character for the fourth series, and that's Adrian Brody. He killed it. What was his Luca. character's name? Luca? Yep. Luca Cengretta. That, that was the Italian mobster? Cengretta. Yeah. Luca Cengretta. Oh, man, yeah. He was intimidating as hell when he came in and he'd unloaded, unloaded Thomas's gun. We know each other's families, and I'm just going to have to kill you. And he's laying the bullets out one yep. by one, just naming his family members that he's going to kill. Dude, he's the one that turned... Uh, He's the one that turned Polly. He, or so he thought. Yeah, and that that like I said before, that character arc for Polly pissed me off because it was so uncharacteristic. After they almost got like every point after they almost got hung, after I believe it was the second season when the, the police raided the house, they took them all, and then at the beginning of the third season they were hanging them. Uh, Every point after Paul almost got hung, she just she was much more depressed. Which I guess you know it, it makes sense, but it just it felt so uncharacteristic for that character. It did. You know, it, no, no. And I, I could see that for some of the other characters. I could see that for maybe even like a John or an Arthur. But I, for for Paul, no, I agree. I agree. It just didn't feel like the right right choice. But I, I mean that if I. <laughs> If that's the only flaw I found out of the whole series, I mean that's a it's a good damn series. Yeah. Very, very well done. And at the end, he's now like the mayor. Yeah. Or he's running for mayor, running for governor or something. So but they had so they had the two characters though, two big name characters that kill him off in one season. So I am stoked to see what the fuck is in store for the next season. Oh, so yeah, especially now that he's a politician. Yeah. Well, and he also took over all the gambling, too, because that was one of the big runners, too. Remember, he went after the big gambling thing, and he got it, Mm -hmm. which took forever. And then he got screwed three times over, and then he went and killed all those guys with his whole crew. So at this point, they've got the the tracks. Yep. They've got the booze. Yep. They've got the, uh, the gambling, and... Pretty soon they're going to be influenced. And you know what was cool about that last season, too, is they worked in all that union stuff, too, mm-hmm. and where the union was coming after them, and then that, that lady was like, hey, you know, we need... The IRA was still coming after them, too, right? Because um, the BSA was a union, right? I believe the... Because the IRA was in the first couple seasons. Yeah, but I think that, that story arc kind of concluded itself. But they still mentioned some of the IRA stuff, though. Maybe. Maybe it's been a, it's been a minute since I seen the show. That was all their connections. That was one of their gun connections. Yeah. So, um, just so to put this into perspective, as far as timelines go, Peaky Blinders uh, started 2013, uh, and it plays in the fall, with the exception of season three. So it looks like uh, season one was 2013, season two 2014, season three was 2006. Four, uh, teen. Uh, what? 2016. 2016. Yeah, maybe. You said 2006, so I was like, "Holy shit! Did we just go back in time?" No. Yeah, 2016. Sorry, I was reading the next one. Um, and then of course we have season four, 2017, the fall of 2017. We will have to see. So hopefully, fall this fall. 2018. 
This one? I'd be okay with that. Oh, I would be too. We'll have to look that up to see if they are in production or post-production now. It would have to be in post-production now um, and ready for the air. So we are going to go ahead and wrap up with that. We'll have to get back to our third one. Um, I know we kind of went all over the place with Game of Thrones and with Peaky Blinders, but these are two exciting shows in which you're going to hear us talk more about in later episodes. And we will touch on the mystery show that we didn't catch. Uh, so that's it. <laughs> oh, wait, it no, that's not you, it. You keeping it a mystery? Are we going to wrap it or are you going to talk about a gadget? Oh, I got a gadget. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for it. Okay, so this, I found it on digitaltrends.com. If you guys are interested in, in looking at this little guy, uh, you can look it up on Digital Trends. Uh, the, the, the title of the article this gadget is showcased in is called This Spider Robot Moves Around to Keep the Plant on Its Head Alive. Pretty cool, huh? <laughs> look at this. Look at this little bastard. Oh, my God. So, so it's a walking. Yeah, it's a walking pot, pot. for a plant. Yeah. Um, so this was made by, uh, I believe, a Chinese guy, a Chinese roboticist and founder of the ro robotics company Vincross, Sun Tianqi? Tianqi? It's T-I-A-N-Q-I. Um, so this, this little robot moves around with a plant on its head, um, and it is designed to keep the plant alive. So it is designed to either move to or from oh, sunlight if it needs to. That's it, what I was just I was just wondering. And uh, to to so go like to aid in photosynthesis or something. Yeah, and to go go find its uh, water source. Um, it it the modded hexa. Does it suck up water then? No, no, no. It it the modded hexa can let its human know when the plant needs water by stomping its legs in a little dance. <laughs> so your houseplant comes up to you like a fucking spider. It's it's <laughs> it's like a pet at this point. Imagine just um just it makes it kind of weirds me out. It, it does. That doesn't weird you out at all. You're playing with your kids, and all of a sudden your plant comes up to you and starts <laughs> dancing, and you're like, what the. But imagine if you had like a garden like this, just roaming no. around in a greenhouse. Just yeah. Is this nightmare fuel or is this amazing? That's, that's nightmare fuel for me. You're not excited about this. No, not at all. This little plant. No, I don't want some. Buddy. I don't want my plant walking around. What if he had strawberries on his head? Wouldn't that be amazing? No, weird. No, because then it's like this artificial thing that's walking around with strawberries on its head. <laughs> I don't know, man. That weird. I mean, yeah, that's cool. But he, like, I, he I'll comes, give it to you. That's a pretty cool thing. He comes to get water from you and does this little <laughs> little water dance get the fuck away from and me. then you're and you're like thanks for the strawberry pal here's some water here's some water is it the, but that's like he's your pet and you just plucked off it's so no connection between you and the plant after weeks of you of it coming up to you and dancing you're like it's so cute well it's, a, like, it's a symbiotic relationship of course like i give it water it gives me strawberries or carrots, or, or whatever else, you know, the plant needs. You better get a lot bigger pot, dude. What is what that? If, how big oh, is that? Oh, shoot. I don't even know how big it is. But what <laughs> if, it, in the picture, it looked really small. It did. Um, like but you got a what if they plant? had different sizes? What if you had a pot plant hooked to it, and it was growing weed? <laughs> <laughs> 
Or if you had like a rose bush and it was in your front yard and people would come over and come do this little water dance for people, but it was giant. It's like the size. It'd be better if it, you could control it. It's at like that the point. size of a. Ca- what if you could control it and like get up and move and then like sit back down? Wouldn't that be at least funny? That would be hilarious. Right? And it had a camera hook to it? Yeah. So I, I'm picturing, you know. We just totally torched your, <laughs> your, your deal and we're making our own up now. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a cool gadget, but, like, I thought about if there were a bunch of them running around your house. But now you just give me the idea with if they're bigger, you could have a motherfucking farm of these sons of bitches. Like workers. Dude, what if you could load that shit up and be like, bring that shit over to the other side of the yard, dude? Yeah. You're building shit for your like your little your uh, your tree fort and all that shit. What if it's a spider? It can climb a fucking tree, <laughs> <laughs> right? What if it shot a rope out, rope out, hooked it to the tree, and you're like, bring these bricks up to the tree. Okay, house. all right. These are outside of its function. It Way can walk. <laughs> it can it can find sunlight. It can dance for water, and that is that is the plant. Hey, That's what my was gadget. the name of the company? The uh, Vincross, I believe. So Vincross. You need to hashtag culture jack because we just gave you version two, three, four, five, <laughs> and six. So we expect some type of royalty for your next uh, evolution of the. And what is the name of the product? Uh, it is a. Uh, I believe it's a hexa. Is the name of it? Also, modified, change the name. Do not call a modified it a version of the hexa robot. Okay, so we got a, a quote by the uh, developer. He says, "In this project, I change a plant." into an animal, in a sense. I help it to break free from its default limitations as put forward by nature. More simply put, I help a plant experience movement through robotics. With this curious little project that is a part art installation, part robotics lab, my hope is to remind us that human beings have been constantly using technology to break the limitations of nature over the past millions of years. Isn't that beautiful? No. I think our ideas make it better. All right. Well, anyway, that's that's my. Do you my, not uh, think so? No, I think that I think they're all I think they're all great ideas, to be honest. But I just thought it was a neat little gadget. So there it no. is. <laughs> if you don't like my gadget, just no, let no. me know. No, no, I like your gadget, but I like how like kind of snooty you got there, <laughs> like right at the end. Like there. I developed the robot. Yeah, I, well, I just like its own functions. Yeah, not well, that, I, enjoy, I don't want the one that's big I, and can move around. I enjoy it for what it is. Thank that's, you very much. Right. A, All right, guys, uh, that's it. Throw your headphones to the floor. Make sure to check us out on Twitter at CultureJack, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast here on iTunes and SoundCloud. We will see you guys. Yeah. Tech, games, movies, and more.